Zenkai Boost is a DBZ Kai fancast. It should not be mistaken for an official member of the Dragon Ball product line in any capacity. Remember, the Dragon Ball series wouldn't exist without support from fans like you, so buy a DVD or something. Also, this show is not safe for work, unless you can wear headphones at work, then go ahead and roll those dice, they're basically asking for it. Hear that? It's uh, a mysterious noise. It's, it's the wind. Wow, it, it it's it's really adding some tension to the scene. Yeah, this is a very tense one. This is uh this is the tenth episode of Dragon Ball of of Zenkai Boost. No, it's, it's the, the ninth, ninth episode. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that both of you guys made that joke at the same time, oh, that made my day. <laughs> Welcome to Zenkai Boost. It's the show where we watch and review Dragon Ball Z Kai. My name is Max Newland. My name is Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hilrick. And I'm the second Max, Max Kostrak. So we need to talk about this episode we watched. That is the whole premise of what we There's do. There's a lot we need to talk about. <laughs> it's pretty big. This one is, is Dragon Ball Z Kai Episode 9, Yamcha's Struggle, the Terrible Cyberman. Uh, I wanted to point out that can also be reversed. Um, the Cybermen struggle, the terrible young. Because <laughs> they do, those boys do struggle more than I remember them struggling in these yeah, first fights. They don't, they don't have a real easy time of it. No, they don't. But, but, but our viewers, ostensibly, if they're not, if they're not watching the show, and I think some people are definitely listening to this without watching the Pro show, choice. which is, uh, which is weird. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, they might not yet know what Cybermen are. So let's start from the top, shall we? All right. So the, this episode opens right where the last one left off, which is uh, Nappa and Vegeta emerge from their pods and looking around at all the the, the gawkers and the and the gapers. And, and let's take a second right here because this shot establishes something uh, that's been established before, but I think is really important, which is how fucking short Vegeta is. He's a tiny dude. He's a, a little you guys, manlet. Th- this is a weird. This is a weird fucking thing. Because I want you to. I want you to 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 summon up your memories and realize now with me that Vegeta is notably less short in almost every future arc. I think it's the key. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. he grows by like three feet. And we are, you know, we might be led to assume by his height that he's like a kid. No, he's a grown man already in this. He's an adult. So he just mysteriously grows like two feet easy. How old is Vegeta? Well, how, I mean, yeah. he's adult. He's an adult. He's he's out of his teenage years. He is, he is beyond uh, adolescence. We know that for damn sure. Vegeta's got the jaded mindset of a 30-year-old, in my opinion. <laughs> he's, he's definitely passed through his youthful 20s where he was happily killing bug planets, and he's he settled down and gotten a bit more strategic and, and business-minded. He's he's worried about his retirement. You know he's 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 got he's chasing that paper as evidenced by one of his lines. You know he talks about how this planet's going to be worth more once it's free of people. Interestingly enough, he's also pretty understated so far uh, as far as as performances yeah. go. This is so that's two that's two character traits you can did uh, you don't have to get very used to really. Yeah. Um, I did I did as we we took a pause in this episode so I could show Max um ocean dub Vegeta. 
Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Isn't he incredible? Oh my I was God. upset. <laughs> what is that man's name? I, I, I gotta figure I don't it out. No, but it's just oh his his Go ahead like... pause this podcast and give it a listen if you haven't. <laughs> just search Ocean Dub Vegeta for some of the most buck We've wild. We've got to find the Dragon Balls. Vegeta will rule the universe. If you really want to if you really want it to take you there, you got to find one of the scenes from the Namek saga, which we'll talk about later, where he gets, he realized, there's a scene in the Namek saga, I don't want to spoil too much, where he gets duped by the main characters, and when he realizes he's been duped, he gets so mad. And I mean, he does more screaming in that scene than like, it's just so full on. And I like, no matter what, no matter what emotions you feel when you listen to this dude talk, uh, his screaming is very good, and he does a lot of it. <laughs> he actually his his Let's pour one out for this dude's vocal cords. <laughs> his gallant gun scene in this in this arc wasn't bad. Everything else about him surrounding that was bad. But but that that was. I- Hey, he's the uh, he's the guy who did the famous intonation of uh, of that certain number. The very number. same. Oh, and we'll get to that. We will fucking get to that. Yeah, they left that shit intact. Thank fucking god. So what happens uh, in this scene is is Nappa and Vegeta have a they little. They say hello to the locals. Yeah, Nappa's like, let's say hello to the locals, and he does this by blowing them the fuck up. It's visible from space. I mean, he he went easy with on two them. fingers. Nappa lifts, yeah, he lifts two fingers and causes an explosion that is gigantic and it levels the entire city. And I think this has to be like an intentional reference to the atom bomb that dropped on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Because Finally, it's like we it, are getting into the, the every deep, discre- deep uh, World War II thematic, you know, underlying well, underbelly of saying. Dragon Ball Z. This is what I've been really waiting for. I feel like this has been kind of a goof, goof, dick joke <laughs> podcast until now. And this is really where I want to get into the, the political ramifications of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, this is this is the uh, this is this very stern, sober analysis portion of the podcast. Uh, we're not going to talk about boners uh, for another 20 minutes or so. So <laughs> welcome to NPR, everybody. I've got a post-it note right here that says no boners. Hey, remember to tune in uh, uh, later on for when we say double penetration again. <laughs> um, so, so they blow the city up, uh, which, as as it turns out, Vegeta's not super happy no, about that. Not a good business decision. Yeah, um, he's he's kind of he's Nappa's kind of dumb. Is Nappa uh, dumb? Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to call to attention he refers <laughs> to the Dragon Balls as the those whatchamacallit balls. <laughs> guys, I need to. How many more syllables guys, is that? How many syllables did he add? I need to ask you, though. More importantly, is the word "dragon" hard to remember? <laughs> it is a two-syllable word. They don't have it in space, common. Well, maybe they don't have <laughs> it. Well, then we got to get into that whole conversation over why they're speaking English <laughs> and why Vegeta has a fucking British accent. <laughs> So, um, so, so they, they sort of restate their purpose, which is they're going to come here. They're come here for the Dragon Balls. Vegeta wants eternal life. Um, and so they get right to it. They figure that they can find the Dragon Balls by looking for whoever killed Raditz and to find whoever killed Raditz. They just look for the strongest people on the planet. Yeah. And they, they, they have multiple power level readings over a thousand, which is a nice notable jump from earlier in the series. Yeah, can we yeah, talk yeah, about the, that? They, that's a ridiculous a jump. That's a significant jump. That's literally five times. Like if we're Goku was two twelve, Krillin was two oh six. That's literally five times as much strongness 
as much battle power hey, as before. What was the training like in Dragon Ball? Because the the jump from here, I feel like, is something that they were doing. Well, I don't know if the training thing during before DBZ Z was right? different. Yeah, yeah, power levels, yeah, power levels like are a, only a thing because of yeah, scouters. Yeah, so before the arrival of the Saiyans, that's not a thing that anybody could keep track of. But, I mean, the training... There was some, like, crazy training that Goku underwent a couple times. Get it? Crazy train? Oh. Crazy train? We're going to move past Oh, fuck. That's a content ID. Shit. I'm going to get sued. No. Fuck. Um... There, there was, there were some like wild anime type training that that Goku underwent in in a couple arcs in Dragon Ball, but for the most part, everybody else, if you saw anybody training, it was generally basic martial arts training, but with key involved. So, so, so they they head out and they find all of these power levels over over a and thousand. Nappa is and they surprised go... uh, to find this too. He, well. He's a little unnerved, well, yeah, yeah, if I may say. Based on you know their their data from Raditz, I feel like that's not what they were expecting. No, nah, because Raditz recorded like four sixteen as one of the highest or something like that. Yeah, Gohan was around four, and that was uh. So yeah. Actually, this is yeah. I I just had a thought. I mean, we we hear a little bit later. Vegeta tell, talks about how he heard like the the scouters are two way communication, which implies that they heard between each other because uh, he recognized Piccolo's voice wouldn't they have heard them being like we're gonna train yeah right I mean unless, unless they took the scouter away and, and we just didn't pay attention to that or to the scouters are kind of a MacGuffin by that point Bulma had started tinkering with it yeah, I, so I mean, she was yeah, probably just probably sending dick pics <laughs> so when she <laughs> when she reset the firmware it disabled the uh, wireless communications because it voided the uh, the EULA so <laughs> She jailbroke that thing, and uh, and now Steve Jobs was just shaking his fist. Yeah, she can't take it to the Space Apple Store anymore. Yeah, it avoids the warranty if you try to do repairs on it. Which is hey, that's some bullshit. Like I'm not a libertarian, but that's some bullshit. If you buy, if you buy a scouter, you should be able to do whatever you want with it. Qualifying statement. (laughs) That's going in the. That's going in the. uh, In the episode notes. So, oh, oh, I wanna, I wanna, I do wanna, I don't wanna spend too much time on this. Vegeta is worried that Nappa could have blown the Dragon Balls oh, yeah, he's up. Like, with he's his like, big... hey, dumbass, what if one of the Dragon Balls was in this city? What then? Does that is that how it works, though? Can you really, like... It's not really... Well, it's not really made this made fucking clear. dragon is Kami's power. Yeah, maybe you can't shoot a Dragon Ball with a gun and break it. My whole, <laughs> my whole reality's been broken ever since I discovered this fact. Maybe they're just made out of glass. <laughs> I think I think you're taking it into too too literal a a sense. Um, I I don't know if they can be destroyed or not. To be honest, um, here's the thing. No no no. Because if Kami can create unbreakable glass or whatever the the material of these things are, if he can create unbreakable balls, then he should create a suit of armor out of them and become immortal. <laughs> and then he can wish on his armor. Yeah, can can, can Shenron great Kami a wish? There are so many questions I have. <laughs> the when the when the balls are when the balls go inert after they are used. Well, for fifteen minutes, it's um, called the refractory period. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> god damn it! Um, they 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 turn into solid white stone. So I I I think that even when they're you know, all shiny and colorful and, and active, they're probably still stone. They're just, they're just magic. So seven magic rocks. Um, yes. And if you rub them together, a dragon comes out. 
Well, that's, I mean, that's pretty open and shut, folks. This all makes sense. This all makes a ton of sense. So they fly off towards the biggest power levels, which we are led to assume is uh, Gohan and Piccolo, because they were the strongest starting out, and Gohan has, well, Piccolo is the strongest of everyone. Can you say that again? Can you say his name again? Piccolo. (laughs) Ricola. <laughs> Ricola. Um, because yeah, because Piccolo was the strongest, and uh, when, when this whole thing started, and Gohan has that uh, potential from being half Saiyan, um, and they they go fucking fast after these yeah, they, guys. They're much they faster very, flying than we've seen. They they note they note mid flight that the uh, the gravity on Earth is significantly less than to what than what they're used to and that they are so so the speed at which they're flying is unusual even for them not to mention they're very 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 cool flying poses. yes napa is probably fly doing like re- realistically speaking he is probably doing flight the way a normal human being would do flight if they suddenly one hand out extended they could do it. knee bent making like a cool pose like doing flips and shit and he what i thought was the best about this scene is the fact that napa has like some literal jet fighter sound effects <laughs> that they added in <laughs> He's so I totally missed that. Like if it, like we're we're like one step away from him going <laughs> as he as he goes, I which I would be doing for doing sure. That. Um, the next thing we see is Kame House, uh, where where uh, Roshi, Bulma, and all Huar, the Pokemon, Oolong, and and all <laughs> the other Pokemon are watching the news, and the newsman is talking about what just happened at a city that he calls Metro East. Yep. Yep. And they show, a, I believe they show some footage. It's just a big crater. It's all gone. They leveled the hell out of that thing. Like, there's no way there were any survivors. No, they're, I mean, they're atomized. Dragon Ball they're Z's first genocide. Anybody, anybody, anybody <laughs> that happens to visit there is breathing them in. But. God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Jesus, oh my God. Kevin. Holy shit, wow. Kevin. So Bulma, Bulma's ready to go. Bulma's like, hey, we got this scouter. Let's go fucking stop these clowns. She has guns. Clowns. She might be the smartest fucking character in the series. <laughs> but uh, Roshi uh, is both uh, cowardly and intelligent in this moment. He's like, there's no way. Which is, no, absolutely not. I think he knows his limit. Yeah, for sure. And I think I have to pat him on the back for this because that's a, that's very smart. <laughs> For him to say, just from a self-preservation standpoint, yes, please don't go fight them. Absolutely I gotta say, do it. I gotta say, and I'm gonna, I, I don't know if I'll be proven wrong later on in the series because I don't remember, but I feel like Bulma is never really gonna get in a serious fight with any of these major players, but I feel like if she did, <laughs> if she, what? Max, she's a human, she's fucking... She doesn't even have fighting no, no, training. No, no, I feel like if Bulma got in a fight with these Saiyans, like, it would have tipped the scales a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, just you wait. Hey, Max, how much of this series have you experienced? Have you seen the upcoming fight uh, that takes place in the Wasteland? I've experienced roughly 30% of it. I know a lot of the major points. I have a lot of gaps. Just you wait, okay? Because you're going to see something definitely, something does happen with regards to a person who nobody takes seriously. Uh, and I won't name names because it's very important. I'm excited. You you should be excited. I'm it's coming excited. soon. This probably, show just makes me excited. We're only like a couple of weeks away from it. By the way, <laughs> I watched this episode. I watched this episode yesterday. I live with I live with my wife, and she is not an anime fan. Um, but recently, uh, my friend Laura Ray has been introducing us to uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, something we oh, talked about boy. in the chat a little bit. Uh, we did. We did. It's a good show. It's a pretty. That. 
the the difference between Neon Genesis Evangelion and Dragon Ball Z, two shows that came out at roughly the same period of time from a from a literary standpoint, is is like the difference between fucking War and Peace and like the Far Side. Well, I feel like I mean like. you know they're 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 different genres entirely. They are like. different things. It, you mentioned War and Peace and 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 your other example, and the fact is these are as different as that because they are. I mean, it's, they are just as different as that. Like, that's the reality of the situation here. Like, Dragon, Dragon Ball Z is a shonen fantasy fighting anime. It's a genre. Ev- Evangelion is a seinen mecha. What? I've never heard that word before. Stop. Define. Doesn't that mean, like, older man? Like a like an older yeah, boy's it's, it's, anime? It's, it's, it's more... a big boy anime. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's not... So the reason I brought this up at all is because it was it's heartwarming to me yesterday when when my wife who doesn't like anime asked me if we could watch some Evangelion, and after we did, uh, I put on my the next episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai and she went off to do other stuff. But you know it's a, it's an English dub, so uh, once it was done, <laughs> she asked me, "Do you guys like celebrate this show or are you just <laughs> ripping on it?" <laughs> Which. I couldn't. I didn't really have a straight answer for it because we're kind of doing both. It's, 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 just it's, like, it's both. Yes. It's more of. It's more of. It's more of roasting it than ripping it. It's. It's done. <laughs> it's done out of this love is, and respect. This is a one episode a week roast of Dragon Ball Z. Kai. Here's the thing. I love Dragon Ball Z so much in my heart. But if I had seen this show at any time other than middle school, we would be having a very different discussion right now. Oh, fucking for sure, dude. Especially this last episode. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be harsh. This last episode had some moments that just kind of. If you're not, if you're not locked in, if you're not dialed in and really into the plot, this episode had some moments that are like, what? What are we doing? What's going on here? <laughs> it, it definitely has showed its age and its genre. But anyway. So the next thing that happens after um, after we see Bulma and the gang uh, 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 sort of wavering over whether they want to get involved here is uh, we get to see uh, the first interaction between Krillin and Gohan and Piccolo. Yeah, yeah they, 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 sense a, they sense a power approaching and they, they're preparing for the worst. But voila, it's Krillin and Piccolo takes this moment to just talk some shit. Just really diss on him a little just, bit. Just fucking dunk on him right away. By the way, I think I'm pretty sure that we saw Krillin and Piccolo interact over Goku's buddy. Okay, that's true. Um, but Krillin remarks on how much Gohan has grown. He's bulked up. He's bulked up. He's getting buff. He's getting beefy for a five year old. And and Gohan gets to talk about how he remembers his dad saying that uh, Krillin's insecure about his height. <laughs> definitely, when you definitely everybody when you have children, if you have children. Absolutely make sure to tell them all of your closest friends' darkest secrets. <laughs> they won't I mean, say Goku anything. literally did that. <laughs> Gohan, Goku has a Batman gambit planned for, like, every single one of his friends. That's his, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's got that battle savant thing going on. He knows how to kill every one of his friends. Yeah, Goku's read one book in his life, and it's The Art of War. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, jeez, what else happens in this scene? Somebody, I haven't, I didn't want, I watched this episode yesterday, so I don't, it's not super fresh in well, my Well, I mean, short, shortly after that conversation, Vegeta and Nappa appear. Oh, okay. So they just walk, they just walk up and they're like, hey, what's up? Oh, they float up. Yeah, they, they, they are, uh, they wah, are, wah, wah, they wah, are wah, sensed wah. and then seen... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's right, because we get this really like long, slow, tender pan up their legs and like into their <laughs> bathing suit zone, and that's where it cuts off. We don't get to see the rest. Yeah, absolutely. You just really get a good gander at their zone. <laughs> You so like, and Nappa's got a thong on, guys. Let's be real about this. He's wearing a speedo he's, underneath he's that very, armor. Yeah, he's very comfortable with himself. He's really Nappa and Vegeta are both extremely comfortable let's just, in let's their just bodies. Say, this this anime is a shonen, but it's got a little something for the ladies. Am I right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. No, I'm not. Stop. There's a lot of buff dudes in it. A lot of oiled up buff dudes. So, so this is when we get a big info. I'm gonna leave all that silence. <laughs> yeah, just, I couldn't tell if I lagged out or not. Just, wait, just guys, laughing. guys, am I am I dead? <laughs> is it just me? So, um, is this where uh, Vegeta is? Is this where Vegeta says, "Oh yeah, Vegeta calls out Piccolo." Yeah, Vegeta. Vegeta he, recognizes. He looks at Piccolo. Vegeta recognizes Piccolo's voice, and uh, so he he's like, "Hey, so you killed Raditz, huh? I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big deal, but you, God, you did I it, love right?" Vegeta so much. So you killed Raditz, right? All right, you saved me like two seconds of work later on, and he also reveals the big reveal that. Shouldn't really be a surprise to anyone now that aliens are in the mix that Piccolo is an alien. Yep, this is our very first, our very very first reference, not just in Dragon Ball Z or Z Kai, but also in the Dragon Ball series as a whole. The very first time that Piccolo is referred to as anything other than a demon. Yeah, that's what they figured he was. He was a demon, like a Shinto yep, demon. So we get our very first name drop of Namekians. Can we stop for a second? Because I do want to, uh, uh, like take a step out of the episode for a moment and and let's talk to Toriyama the the hypothetical Toriyama we have here hey akira yeah um was so this good. planned during dragon ball do you think or was this just a thing where he was like eh, let's make a couple alien races turns out they were alien I, it's it's a thousand percent the second I, yeah, that's what I felt I I, I, I believe I believe in my heart that everything that happens in Dragon Ball Z was not imagined up until Dragon Ball Z was being written it's, it's, that's what it, oh, it, sure. it feels like, and I, I kind of love that aspect of it. It kind of feels like um, Akira Toriyama was just sort of sitting at home one day, and someone was like, someone like an editor, a producer, busted down the door and was like, D- sequel to Dragon Ball! <laughs> and uh, Toriyama was like, uh, Goku's an alien? Yes, well, good! Yeah, and actually, <laughs> and, actually and uh, Team Four Star have covered this quite a bit in some of their, in their, in their, talking about uh, like movies and various story arcs and such but there's uh, editorial feedback played actually a huge role in in a number of uh, major characters and arcs throughout Dragon Ball Z yeah, I've heard about yeah, this the, actually uh, um, uh, per- uh, cells various forms uh, Majin Buu's transformations oh, yeah <laughs> um, lots of stuff got changed or added in, like like entire like entire forms for for major villains were added on because an editor didn't like the way a current one looked. I, I, do, I hey, I have a question, and this is gonna be a shitty one, but is is Toriyama still alive? I believe yes. so. Yes, he and, is. Like um. I, my Kokoro wish. I know I've said this before, but my Kokoro wish. It, it, it really is. I wish I could get a, a version of Dragon Ball that was just Toriyama. Um, oh, man. And nothing else. It would be so sick. <laughs> I, 
Just let his crazy brain do whatever like, it wants to do. Let him dictate an audiobook, and then they make an anime out of that audiobook. <laughs> that would be, that's like a dream. It would be. But anyway, we're getting off the, res- we're way off the reservation. Uh, we find out Piccolo is a, is a Namekian, uh, and Namekians are notorious throughout the universe. They're aliens. Because they're, they're, they're aliens that are notorious throughout the universe because they're very strong, and they have magic powers. Like clothes lasers or telekinesis. They are known for having a, above arms. average power levels and, quote, mysterious hidden abilities. Like making Dragon Balls? Pretty, Apparently. Like making Dragon Balls. <laughs> Although, speaking of making the Dragon Balls, it, it, it then does cut to Kami. He's having a little bit of an identity crisis. Uh, yeah, he didn't now. know He's he was an alien in. either. Just simultaneously are just, holy shit, I'm an alien. I realized that I was thinking about this. They had to do that because if Kami had known he was an alien the whole time, I feel like it really would have changed a lot of aspects of the show at this point. <laughs> like, how could he not have mentioned that? You can imagine if Vegeta says this shit to Piccolo and Piccolo later is at Kami's lookout and, and Piccolo's like, I just, it, it was so shaking for me to learn that I was an alien. And Kami was like, do, did I, did we never talk about yeah. this? Do you think you were like from, that from the split? Do you know what a demon looks like? <laughs> you, th- you didn't think you were human, did you? I didn't think Piccolo would take Vegeta serious when he said that. I mean, to, to just trust your enemy so quickly. Yeah, they do kind of just accept it, but at the same time, they are also aliens. That would be a I weird mean, lie, the story going. That would be like a, a crazy lie. This is information that doesn't advantage or disadvantage either of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, just a fun thing to point out. I do want to point out, um, and, b- before we get back to the Saiyans and the Z Fighters, um, Kami mentions that, like, he, how he created the Dragon Balls, and I'm, you know me, I'm obsessed with the Dragon Balls and Wishes, but he had, like, this deep yearning to create these Dragon oh Balls. Oh my god. I just saw what you wrote in your <laughs> what? notes, man. Where I wrote, where I wrote, laugh out loud, deep yearning for balls. so so uh vegeta and nappa have learned a lesson from uh from what they uh from what the the data that raditz sent them and i think it's probably more accurate to say that vegeta learned a lesson from the data that raditz really doesn't understand the words he just he (laughs) knows how to count i think nappa just sort of does whatever vegeta says as long as he gets those rabbits that's his cognitive capacity right there is to do as told. And Vegeta says, remember these idiots can, uh, these pests, he says, can alter their power levels. So don't take, so don't use your scouter because it'll only fool you and be on guard. Basically, be ready for them to be way stronger than you think they are. And this is also when they mention about how um, Piccolo and, and Goku and Gohan beat Raditz just barely. Yeah. And this is where Krillin has this moment where he's like, oh shit, like he gets it. He's like, Oh man, we are in deep shit. These guys are way, way, way stronger than Raditz. And the last time we fought, when we fought Raditz, Goku died, and it took everything Piccolo yeah, had. They, they like they, they shit talk Raditz hard. They, they don't uh, care that he's dead. They trash that dude. They're like, yeah, he's, he, the, like, he's, he's, he's weak. And he's the Krillin's brother. Krillin yeah. is loudly, loudly is like, oh shit, he almost killed you guys. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Krillin. <laughs> Krillin, we don't have to talk about it. We've been through this. It's been a year. Uh, and uh, so Nappa 
Uh, Napa has reveals an a- well Vegeta I guess kind of I, I don't know why I'm yeah, giving Napa it. any fucking agency in this exactly he's, just, he's a servant basically Vegeta reveals their ace in the hole which is that they have a they have some shit with them called Cybermen they have six left and I like that he mentions this because it gives the idea that like they got they use these on other planets like this is a, a normal tool yeah the Cybermen are like are like part of the Saiyan squad if you have if you're a Saiyan and you're going out on planets, the Cybermen, and I mean, it makes sense, right? Their whole gig is that they, um, they liquidate the species. Why not automate part of the process? Exactly. exactly. So Nappa reveals that he, he has these little seeds in this jar and he just pokes six little holes in the ground with his finger and he plants and the seeds. everybody lets him do this. Everybody just fucking lets him do it. Yeah, sure. This is fun. And then immediately afterwards, six gross Brussels sprout looking fucking like Hopkinsville little goblins. Green men from Mars. Yeah, dude, they're little green men. This show is a sci-fi series. I, love- I keep saying this. Mm-hmm. And they these little little green men who sound like and they sound like Pokemon kind of. And they're so I think. smug. They're super smug. They look like smug. They're full of themselves. They're shitty little show-off gremlins. And then what they do to show to show off their powers, they just sort of bounce around breaking rocks and stuff. They do stuff. some Cirque du Soleil shit, really. They do some, like, aggressive Cirque yes. du Soleil shit. And then they start, they, they get into a little bit of a scrum with uh, Piccolo, Krillin, and Gohan. And, well, well, well really Piccolo and Gohan. Krillin, Gohan totally chokes. <laughs> just Gohan chokes absolutely really bad. Krillin and, and Krillin and Piccolo fight two each and go on just which is let's let's put a I mean that's pretty good I mean, right because the the Cybermen are as strong as yeah, Raditz Vegeta, yeah Vegeta states outright uh, each Cyberman has a power level of 1200 so and that is exactly what Raditz is was so each of these is one Raditz and that's gotta feel shitty if you're Raditz <laughs> yeah it sure is it's, well, it's, it's only it's, he weren't in hell it's a good thing he didn't live to see this yeah, because he would have got clowned on so hard by these dudes, even at this at this early, early, early stage, he would have been like fucking mob trash to them. That's such a funny dynamic. If your brother was alive to see this, <laughs> he'd, he'd be sad. Um, Gohan gets the jitters, uh, and then a couple of new friends, are, well, not new friends, new to us, I suppose. A couple of friends arrive. It's Tian Chen Han and Chaozu. <laughs> Raditz. <laughs> I mean, not Raditz. Nappa clowns on Tien for his for having three eyes. <laughs> Which okay, okay. So is that is that racist? I don't know. Yeah. Like I yeah, don't know. It it's a little bit racist. It's cool to have three uh, eyes. And then Tien has a weird. He he says, "I thought there were only two Saiyans." Yeah, he fucked up real bad. Does he here. think this is a dumb does thing? Does he think the Cybermen are are also Saiyans? Because he can see all of them. But like he can he can see all of them 150 percent as well as everyone else can. What I love about this though is, is Krillin's response. Krillin's response, which is like, "Well, a lot happened." That's really? such a fucking. I mean, that's such an anime response. Krillin, though. one thing that's happened. Such a, like, well, and I guess uh, I guess Yamcha's here too. Yeah, his entrance. Yamcha rolls in and he <laughs> he tries so hard. I mean, he tries so hard to have a cool entrance. He like drops out of the sky and like the Tian and Tian and uh, Chaozu totally steal his thunder, yeah. like really badly. Which, I, I do want to jump back actually just a second. We we there's one thing we didn't talk about, and I thought it was like a neat little moment, which was when Tian and Chaozu were, were flying towards the the conflict, and, oh, yeah. and Tian is like. Like, hey, Chaozu, like, you should go hide. Like, this is too much. 
Get out of here, buddy. Yeah, and he, and Chiaotu was like, no, no, like I can I can do this. And I thought that was a really good character moment. Just I, I'm really glad they included that scene. It is, yeah, and and, and that is a good that is a good uh, establishing character moment for them because uh, with this being a you know a new series, yeah, uh, Tenshin Han and Chiaotu's friendship goes back. Uh, all the way uh, to like the I think it's the second world tournament arc in Dragon Ball. Uh, they originally yeah they bonded they, because well, they I remember you mentioned they had an abusive they master. Did. They had an abuse they had an abusive mas- master. The uh, I, I want to say the Crane Hermit. Uh, I could be wrong. So they are like bonded for good. They're br- they're soul brothers basically. Yeah, more or That's less. Cool. So they all come they all come together and uh, I forget who it is that realizes there's six Cybermen and six uh, Earth Fighters. Yeah. Yeah, it's Vegeta. And Vegeta's like, hey, let's have let's play a game. Candyland. And Piccolo's strat like flat out like, no, we're not doing that. But then Krillin being the smart guy is like, we should. It gives Goku more time. Yeah, I, I gotta say, Krillin kinda like brought his A game. Um in my I opinion. still feel weird about it. Um like how because so? I, f- I I don't know. It's just it seems like, well, I guess there is the point that if they really did try to full on frontal assault, the Saiyans like Nappa and Vegeta have a have a numbers advantage on them now, where they didn't before. Yeah, I feel like that would have got everyone got would have got murdered. Yeah, and so okay, I'm 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 reversing my opinion. It really is kind of sporting of Vegeta when you think about it. And, and it, it's it's like we discussed with Raditz earlier. It's them toying around, like they're they're not taking this seriously, and that ends up being one of the things that allows the Z fighters to, to overcome this. I feel like this is a very strong character defining moment for Vegeta, because if you look at his general arc over the course of the entire series, he actually does shit like this a lot. Yes. And Goku does too, which makes me think it's a Saiyan thing because Saiyans love to fight and they always want to fight strong enemies. So they like giving weak people an advantage. They like handicapping themselves so that they can have a challenge. I'm glad they do. It actually it adds a, a really important aspect to this series and to any fight in general, which is you have to balance things out somewhat. So they do. Um, they they start this uh, this this five these one v one duels up. And I want to clarify something real quick. We're, there's kind of a discrepancy in in how we're doing and how we're saying the names. Kevin has been has been going with the traditional Japanese pronunciation, Ten Shinhan and Chaozu. Um, these were localized differently for whatever reason, and I don't, I don't, I have no idea why they were localized differently. Um, but it, these are interchangeable characters. If you hear me say Tien, I'm talking about the same person as Kevin is talking about when he says Tenshin on, just so you know, it, it's, it's all the same shit. It doesn't matter what you say, um, because everybody knows there's three I man and doll. Well, hold on. We could, we could um, have a screaming argument about this. I, uh, hey, let's, Hey man, let's get really mad at each other true. about I mean, this. You know, I'll, I'll die on this hill if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> so this starts up and Tien is the first to step up and he's like, let's go, motherfucker. And he wrecks this. He destroys dude. it. Oh, he fucking awesome. kicks, Two, he kicks its ass. However, during this fight, the weirdest thing happens. Oh, such a What's weird that? thing. Um, the Cyberman does oh, a the head weird thing? attack. He shoots oh, acid God. milk from his brain hole. Yeah, dude, there's something really weird going his on here. His head opens and... up like like a telescope is about to come out of the top of like 
you know what I'm talking about here, right? Like his head just yeah, opens absor- up. Observatory. And uh, yeah, observatory. Thank you. And and it shoots milk out that burns the ground. And let's be real about. Let's be clear about this. It burns a fucking trench in the ground. Yeah. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. just sizzle a little bit. Like that's a very powerful acid that that Cyberman has inside its brain. And so, like, what's what's in there? Is my question now? What's in? What's going on in that little case? <laughs> like, it's a little decompressed like, now. You know, you peel that you peel that cabbage open, and it's just acid. Like, what's going on in there? I feel like half of his power levels has got to be from that movie. It's it's biology is is a is a mystery. It's, well, although we do get a close up look at it coming up here soon. Oh oh boy, we get a we get a really close and personal look at that, that the intricacies of this creatures. Oh yeah, we really do. Yeah, because Tian Tian kicks his ass. And leaves him, doesn't finish the job, just sort of leaves him broken and beaten. And Vegeta shows off one of his favorite moves that we get to see again later on, but cooler. Uh, He just points at the Cyberman and it explodes. (laughs) A pile of viscera. In a slurry of weird blue guts. Yeah, it's a little bit, um, if I may say, it's it's kind of... uh, uh, explicit. It's definitely the most graphic thing that has happened in the series up to this point. It's yeah. pretty gory. Like, mm-hmm. those frames, you're gonna see some shit. And this is a show. And this is a show that was not like this was a show that was heavily censored for American television because it was a it was a oh, bloody yeah, show. Or, I mean, it wasn't a gory show, but there was a um, lot. Kevin, you just said it's not a gory show, but the fir- the thing that happened in the third episode is that two dudes get holes drilled in them by a it's, laser. Well, <laughs> and the thing we just saw also. Those are those are ex- those are exceptions though. That's that's not common. We, we we get those instances throughout, but they are rare and and generally significant. So next up, Yamcha steps to the plate, and he's like, "I'm gonna fight all five of you dicks at once." That's smart. Very, that's a very bold move on his. They're gonna part. try to retcon this later. Can I just say, dumb maneuver. Very sm- very dumb maneuver from a dude. Like, listen, two of us forgot his name two episodes ago. Oh, okay, right. that's how that inconsequential yeah. this man is, who thinks he can take on five Raditzes. Goku, I I just want to point out that as soon as Yamcha steps up to fight, it cuts to Goku running along Snakeway, getting a bad feeling all of a sudden. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad thing going on. Yamcha's being very confident, and it seems like, oh man, can Yamcha do this? And then Goku's like, uh-oh. And then, like, I mean, fucking, he and Tien were training together on Kami's Lookout, and they looked evenly matched, and we just saw Tien, like, roundly beat one of these Cybermen. So the viewer who who doesn't know what's coming may think at first, yeah, he's got it, he can do it, let's let's watch this shit. But the, but the force of the bad idea is 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 so great that Goku, having no idea what is going on, can feel it f- from from the purgatory hell, from, yeah, the, the from the afterlife. <laughs> so I feel like um oh fuck, I totally forgot where I was going. Anyway, shit. up next, so they, well they they start fighting. Yeah, they start fighting. But Gohan and, can't um, follow the fight. Yeah, I remember this moment being very important when I was a kid watching the show, uh, because, of course, since I was a kid, I was identifying with Gohan. So I was like, what the fuck? How are they moving so fast? And Piccolo tells him that he has to learn how to see, like, feel their energy and see with his he body. the force. Which sounds gross. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a weird, a weird way to say that. Yeah. In the original one, he just says to, learn, to, to look, to try and see their energy. Yeah, he has to, it, he has to follow them by sensing their key. 
Which is like, we're, this is like, I feel like this is core competencies being exercised. Like Vegeta knows that they can change their power level and, and Piccolo reveals here that you're sort of like sensing their key in order to figure out where they are. So this key mastery is like a, is, is a core competency for people who are fighting uh, on this yeah, big at the, stage. At, the, at this level, it is a, um, it's, it's, it's necessary or you will, you will inevitably die. Not, not unlike uh, Nen in Hunter x Hunter. Yeah, I was I was literally just about to say that it's very similar to the whole Nen thing in Hunter x Hunter because they they even um even when later on in the show, you know, Goku learns how to s- sort of do like a pinpoint burst of key and that you know gives him an edge. Um in this fight, however, uh it turns out that that key manipulation is not completely enough to keep uh Yamcha safe. He does pull off this kind of like weird quick kamehameha a discount kamehameha discount kamehameha well uh, to, and to be fair uh, not 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 to come to yamcha's de- defense but he is also a student of master roshi so he yeah so he knows the kamehameha like it's not this is not like he just didn't have to say the whole word yeah he's the one who just doesn't like saying it he he actually does flatten the cyberman with this like he takes it out and it's down and he uh unfortunately assumes that it's down for the count uh, and, and before what's about to happen happens, um, I do want to point out, this is when we see that the TV crew um, is yes! over the hill. Oh, Holy fuck. Yeah, there's a fucking film crew how here watching this shit. Yeah, how did they? What? Yeah, they're in the middle of Badlands. Let's let let's cut over to our our correspondent Kevin. Well, guys, uh, this is the um, the remnants of some filler that was excised from from uh, the original Dragon Ball Z. Actually, earlier in the early on in the fight. Um, we had a scene in Dragon Ball Z where the film crew arrived in several helicopters, uh, and Nappa, uh, annoyed by by their presence, uh, blows up one of them, and and great, uh, just 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 for the hell of it. Um, so they flee, and then a a, a couple reporters remain and like kind of climb o- over the hill to 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 get a, a vantage point at this. They also, oddly enough, know about the Saiyans. That's yeah, kind of weird. I don't know how. I don't remember how that was justified, but they 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 know that they're called Saiyans. Yep. So that's weird. Um, so we learn. So now we see them, and we know that what's about to happen is going to be watched by everybody um, Yamcha's boasting uh, and we, we, he's, he's th- happy at this point we also cut back to Bulma and, and the Kame house like watching this fight go down because we really we really have yeah. to know we really have to know that all of Yamcha's friends and loved ones are witnessing this important moment for him <laughs> like literally all of them all of Yamcha's friends and loved ones are watching his big day when he got fought when he fought and did a good job and they're happy that he won and um uh, then the Cyberman jumps up out of the pit. Gives him a big old bear hug. Gives him a bear hug, and everybody just sort of watches. <laughs> Nobody does anything. They Nobody converse. <laughs> I think Krillin is like, get out of that. Like, don't, you gotta not. <laughs> yeah, Piglo's like, break it, fight it. It just explodes really big and bad. And, and everyone's like, very sad as Yamcha. Dance. I think that's his name. Yeah, I think that's his right? name. Is it Yamcho? Yamcho. Yamcho dies real bad. And again, we watched that on television, and so did the rest of the world. Now, and all of Yamcha's friends watched it. 
and uh, and they're sad and now. Krillin, Krillin goes over. Krillin goes over to confirm his death. It uh, does confirm his death. I want to note before Yamcha stepped up to fight Krillin was Krillin wanted to go next, and Yamcha was like, "Hey man, uh, you've been revived by the Dragon Balls before, so if something happens." We can't bring you back to life. Which first, first oh ironic. Second, so he goes a real in, vote of confidence. Second, so he goes in Krillin's place, um, and then so he then, dies. <laughs> and he gets fucking Krillin, killed. Krillin, after confirming Yamcha's death, is like, "You must have known something like this would happen." <laughs> you must have known you would die. Fucking no. Also. Also, I love that Krillin is worried about breaking the news. Like, this is a thing that he is worried about. Oh, he's really, he's really concerned about it. He's because he already I mean, had to go through this hard fucking thing once with Chi Chi to do this. He, oh, he has fuck. to do this. Can you imagine having to tell dumb Bulma? comedy of errors bullshit with a woman who carries around a exactly, machine? Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, I, I feel for him in this moment. <laughs> she could just shoot him yeah. after she tells after he tells her Yamcha's dead. But uh, so that is that the end of the episode? No, pretty much. After that, actually, Krillin like starts to get fucking pumped. Oh yeah, he does. He he even has like a little around around him. And Vegeta's Vegeta's just like ha 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 ha. Yeah, but but it says Krillin's fury is about to be released. Yeah, like he's getting fucking pissed off. Can we talk about this next episode? Oh preview? my god, oh, I'm so upset fucking... about it. <laughs> it's and and how like it spoils two gigantic things that happen in like, the next basically episode. Basically, the whole like it, it explicitly spoils them. Like like at this point, if you watch that preview, you know every major plot point of the next episode. Yeah. You can skip the next episode of our podcast. Please don't. Please don't. don't. Please, please God, don't. Because we're going to have a lot of fun talking about that one. Us. See, and I'm so glad because I crying. didn't watch it. Oh, Blaine, don't then don't I let did. us talk about it nope. to you anymore. Oh, should I take my headphones because, off? Oh, no, don't do that. Okay. Blaine, come back. Oh, I'm here, I'm here. I'm here. I didn't leave you. <laughs> okay, hi. What's up? Hey, bud. Um... So that's it. That's that episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai. And that was, I mean, I feel like they cut a lot of episodes into that one. Uh, there was a lot more Kame House in uh, uh, pre- previously. This was this was like two episodes in Dragon Ball Z. And you can kind of feel it. Um, there's a little there bit of were, art. Dragon art Ball shift. Z ha- also had much longer reactions to Yamcha's death. Like... Like, like, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Bulma has this. Bulma has this whole emotional breakdown, and Roshi is like, Roshi tries to comfort her, and yeah, like, and like, and like, doesn't, doesn't, isn't shitty about it. Like, he doesn't grab her butt or anything. Wow, Roshi, that's that's gross for him. He wasn't wearing pants. I should note that. Oh. What? Well, that's Roshi up and down for you. Episode nine ends in the same place as episode twenty-three of Dragon Ball Z. Jesus. Ahead. This is going to get in ridiculous. Oh, uh, very soon it's going to get ridiculous because we've got some more filler episodes coming up. Uh, unless unless anybody else forgot Nappa's day out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, Nappa yeah. just goes and has a fun day blowing stuff up. And, and the Saiyans just wait around for Goku. Like, they agree to just, like, yeah. take a break. Now, that's canon, though. <laughs> no, but for real, and it's also extremely in character because they because that whole uh, uh, they their self preservation is totally overridden by their desire to fight strong yep. dudes, dumb asses. So, who wants to go first with your favorite moment from this not episode? Uh, I'll go first. No. I have one planned. Uh, well, it's not exactly a good in terms of like moral 
moment. Uh, I really oh, like God. the setup we get from when Nappa does blow up the city because it sets up for you how strong these upcoming villains are. For Where, sure, oh, like that moment. demonstrates yeah. easily. He he just this... he just takes one one simple hand gesture and a little bit of focus and can annihilate a city. And looks like he could easily do that a couple more times and still not break a sweat. Like he's not winded at all. Yeah, this he is just a does it strong. Did anybody else come up with one? I have one. Um, so uh, as weird as it was hearing the voice actors say the words "feel their energy" and "see with my body," um, I did actually like the moment where Gohan, um, as the the like the newbie in the situation, learns to track the fight. Um, because Uh that is a a, a pretty big significant moment in terms of what a lot of the Dragon Ball Z fights are going to turn into, uh, which is requiring this, this idea. And so like, this is a conceit that's going to be used later on in the show and they are setting up specifically and explaining what is going on. So it it is very expository, but I thought it was an important and a good moment. Uh, mine is the hatching of the Cybermen. Uh, because I, for for me, this whole series, this this whole watch of Dragon Ball Z Kai, I'm really focused in on the idea of Dragon Ball Z as a space opera, as like a sci-fi show. Yeah. And I feel like this is a very big nod to a lot of sci-fi tropes, like they're pod people, they're little green men, they sort of act and behave in the way that, you know, aliens in like 1950s sci-fi movies behave. That's a good point. And they have a little bit of like cryptozoology angle too, because they look a lot like, I mentioned this like kind of offhand, they look a lot like the Hopkinsville goblins. Oh yeah. Uh, which which were uh, some little cryptids that reportedly, <laughs> reportedly terrorized a farm in Hopkinsville, Indiana. Um, Who knows what the fuck actually happened there, but. Well, we know what they happened have that to same. <laughs> what? what? He, he became up, president of the United he grew States. Grew up and became Mike Pence. Governor of Indiana. Oh my god. <laughs> Got some sick political humor here on the Dragon Ball Z fan cast. How about you, Kevin? Did you come uh, up with one? I've got to say mine is uh, tension on kicking the living shit out of the first Cyberman. Like, yeah, he, he wrecks that's, that's, that, dude. It's a really cool look at how everyone's training paid off. Like, we're explicitly told that these things are as strong as Raditz was, and he just, like, he takes it down without a a sweat. Like, without breaking a sweat. He does, he's, just wrecks its shit. He's completely ready for it. Which, boy howdy, uh, next episode, uh, oh man, he's gonna get taken down a peg or two. Oh man. Oh, it's gonna get real bad. So this poor, 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 poor three-ad man. So I know that we do this thing where we figure out which one's the best, and then we stack it up against the one from the previous, the previous best. Are any of those gonna beat the double penetration? The answer is nope. no. The answer is, of course, no. I mean, I think they're all about equal. They're all very cool moments. You, 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 you can't make the comparison yet. If there, if there was one that would that would have been a contender, I would probably say Nappa's explosive wave. But I don't, I don't think it's good enough yet. I don't think it's it's yet. a good moment, but it's not as significant. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep holding out hope that something extremely awesome happens in the next and few episodes. And hopefully, something not so- as sexual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As double God. penetration. I mean, I don't want to yuck anybody's yums. I, no judgment. I'm so tired of saying it. 
Say the words. Ironically, uh, aren't you the one who came up with it? Yes, I am. I created this monster, and now I have to live with it. So I understand. You placed placed this curse upon yourself. Uh, It is the albatross that I will hang on my neck until I die. (laughs) This next episode, like, fucked me up as a kid. Can I just say that? I'm excited. This next one that we're about to watch. This is, like, like, this is where Dragon Ball Z takes a very big turn. Like, like... Yeah, it's, shit is not lighthearted from this obviously, point forward. Obviously, Goku's death was a shock. Like, uh, obviously, nobody saw that coming. But his but, dumb face did take some but, of the tension. But away. this is where this is but where what the, happens the next is the shock series, The tone of the series shifts <laughs> wildly uh, uh, for the rest of this story arc. Um, so we hope you're ready for it. Um, Buckle if you're up. Watch along with us. Yeah, chuckle up. What? Wait, <laughs> I don't know if that's. Was that right? No, it wasn't. That was wrong. Oops. Cry, cry up. <laughs> okay. Nope. Huh. That's not no, it either, dude. Uh, that doesn't work either. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> well, um, before we finish up, I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens to this show. Um, I want to reiterate that we I've spent $7 in total to advertise this program, so if you can tell your friends who you think might like it, That'd be super cool. Yeah, word of mouth is going to be our primary method because we're all dirt poor. So um, we we're all, all like really dirty poor. If you enjoy any aspect of this, recommend it. Tell yeah. somebody. We really tell, appreciate. T- tell your friends. We're uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Share us. Uh, you know, we're on Stitcher now. Um, so so if you could leave us a review, that would be super yes, awesome because please. reviews help help you get like boosted and whatnot. Like you can rate it and that's nice, and you can download it and that's nice. But if you could leave a review and just say, hey, these boys are. Are on the are on the level yeah, take with five regards to Dragon Ball say, Z. Hey, these boys are on the level. I want to see as many reviews as possible with that exact war- wording. That would actually be really <laughs> hilarious if we got like twelve in a row that all said the yeah, exact same thing. That would be fantastic. Flag, and then Stitcher takes us down because they think we're bot <laughs> what spamming. What the fuck is this, you guys? Um, shit. Uh, I want to thank uh, Max Kostrak's little sister Lizzie. Elizabethkostrak.com. Uh, I'm actually going to see her graduation from SCAD. Uh, this weekend. Oh, fuck. So, um, That's amazing. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, Congrats, graduates out she's there. She's got a whole bunch of projects in the work, but go check out her website, elizabethkostrack.com, and uh, you'll get She made our stuff. logo, and it's extremely cool and extremely authentic yes. to Dragon Ball Z. Yeehaw! Cool. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening to Zenkai Boost. You've, you've frittered away another precious... Uh, hour of your life listening to four dudes talk about Dragon Ball Z Kai, and we think that's okay. And we own that hour now, legally. Thanks. Yes, that is ours. Power grows. You can never have power it back. Grows. We've we've taken a sliver of your life force, and this show is our eternal spirit bomb. Nice. nice. Oh, I see what you did there. Anyway, yeah, you see what I did I there. I see what you did there. I'm that. I'm 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 on that level. My name is Max Newland. I'm Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hillrick. And it's the number two Max right here, Max Kostrak. Number two only in order, not in not in like not in like oh, order shucks. of, well, of power you. or oh. anything like that. Or importance. And remember, power levels don't matter. <laughs> <laughs>